0: scary ghosts, creepy serial killers, all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. (laughs) Hi, creepsters. I'm Barry Marino.
1: I'm Philip Landry. And I'm Bob Ray. Yay, Bob
0: Ray, and welcome to another episode of Open Shutters, our creepy podcast. And hi, guys, what's going on? It's been a while, hasn't it? And it's definitely been
1: a while
0: since all three of us have been together.
1: A long while. What was it? Uh,
0: I think it might have been when we first started. I just heard Philip break up laughing.
1: (laughs) Yes. If y'all can see this photo, he's like stuck mid laugh and it's oh my <laughs> wait uh, Philip, can you hear us I think we lost Philip wait I think we've regained him
0: <laughs> have we regained you Philip it's this
2: weather it's like cold and rainy outside
0: yeah and oh, we're not honey. used to it. you don't look so much like a nun Philip has a hoodie on I'm gonna put my hoodie on and we could be <laughs> oh,
2: hold on.
1: we could be the Henriette de Lille girls <laughs> listeners stay tuned because screenshots <laughs> will be coming soon of this podcast and i will uh apologize in
0: advance to our listeners i have a kind of bad cold right now that's why i send like, sound like a cross between the author and Lindsay lohan there you go yes, mother make. superior well mother superior is back oh my goodness <laughs> are you praying right now dear Oh.
1: (laughs) so how has everybody been hey bob tell us about your new job your new career oh lord okay so the reason i haven't been on the show in a while i've decided back in the beginning late september early october that i needed a change of careers i had a job in the restaurant industry service industry there in new orleans which wasn't paying worth a damn Okay, I found some of your Up and Adam cards in my car. <laughs> of course. Well, let's put it this way. They did not want to pay what I was worth. Mm. So I decided to change careers. I'm now in the transportation industry. I drive semi-trucks. Uh, I won't mention the company I'm with or where it's located right now because I'm still in the training phase. So, But needless to say, it's more, a lot more money than what I was making. That's for sure. I'm making what I was in two weeks working in a restaurant as a manager. I'm making that in a week. So, but also getting paid while you waiting for a trainer too. Yes. I am in the middle of waiting for a professional trainer and I'm getting paid just to sit here in a hotel waiting. So yeah, who can, Gripe about that. That's um, nice.
0: And uh, another thing I want to mention, which is going to come a little bit later in the first half of this episode, is I have discovered the New Orleans Public Library, and it is absolutely awesome. Oh Lord, as have mercy! Most public libraries are.
1: Are so you sure that, you know how to read,
0: honey? I know how to read better than you do,
1: Mm-mm.
0: and that's the night the lights went out in Georgia. No, baby, that's the night the
1: lights went out in Louisiana.
0: I have been an avid reader for oh like
1: almost 60 years. So longer we, than I've been alive. Long twice as long as you've been alive. So not quite, but long. anyway, yeah. <laughs> so so how like, did everybody like make out with that severe weather that came through the yeah. greater New Orleans? I didn't Florida? get to finish Mr. Ray, Mr. Ray. Oh, I am sorry. <laughs> go ahead.
0: <laughs> I wanted to tell our listeners that we uh, I'm adding a new segment where I am going to review and, and do like a like we did high school book reports in in, in high school. and uh, that's gonna come later in the show right before the <sighs> opits. So I'm excited about that and that's gonna be fun.
1: Yes, we shall see. Yes. This may be a one and done on that. No,
0: it's not gonna be a one and done on that. It might be a one and done on you. Oh.
1: oh, well, for our listeners who weren't privy to the conversations that were going on before our recording, it was said that uh, Barry is the star of the show and that the show <laughs> cannot go on without him. Yes, because so who's going to publish it? it? Who's I have access it? to that. Oh, so you can do that too. Well, you can take some of the load off of me. <laughs>
2: So,
1: big Phil- words, okay? <laughs> Look, so philip and i may have to start recording shows without you someone or er, one of our earlier uh co-hosts tried to
0: to uh, form a coup against me and you know where he <laughs> is right now probably in chalmette somewhere
1: <laughs> uh we need to pray for those in St. Bernard Parish. Though. Yeah, they got it real, They got hit pretty hard. Yeah, what was it last week? Early last week, they had a severe thunderstorm that produced a, I believe, an EF2 tornado Eww. that traveled over the river from the east bank or the west bank of Algiers into upper St. Bernard Parish into the Airby area. And it actually took a path similar to a tornado earlier this year that also struck Araby in the spring. So those yeah, people who are yeah. in the greater Chalmette, Araby, mm. St. Bernard area are in our prayers.
0: That's my hometown, as much
1: as I hate to admit it, but it is. Well, we'll forgive you for that one. Yeah. I'll forgive you for so else. You know what? It's <laughs> not Chalmette. That's for sure. Not as oh, good.
2: My hometowns. I went to Morgan City, down Morgan City area, of Patterson to see the folks.
0: Okay, so we all come from sh- shitty towns in Louisiana. Let's <laughs> just leave it at that.
1: You know what? There's uh, le bon roulet, mon chien. There is there. There's that cold
0: again. I'm, I'm been coughing and everything. It's been I've been ha- I caught this from Lance, <laughs> who I'm going to murder I'm
1: surprised you haven't oh, yeah. caught many other things from him. No, No, I didn't catch ignorance. (laughs) I'm glad he's not an avid listener. No, he's not. (laughs) And Philip has frozen again. Did we lose you, Philip? I'm back. You're back. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, Anyway, uh, we we have been gone for a little while. There's been illness. There's been vacations. There's been yeah. new careers, and I want us to get back consistent again.
1: Well, I think we're going to start doing that, especially towards the end of this year. Well, actually, now, after today the is our years. Christmas episode. It's also way. our
0: two-year anniversary, which
1: is two weeks late, but. Oh, wow. I need yeah, party music. <laughs> land,
0: uh, can you believe this, Philip? We have been doing this damn thing for two years now. Didn't we think we were going to last this long? I don't know, but we made it. You remember that fool that wrote to us and said they won't last? <laughs> Let's see if he's done the podcast for two years. I mean, we're not Ash and Elena, who have been, you know, like in the top ten, a true crime podcast, and have been doing it for five years. But hey, I think we're doing pretty good. Yes, we even got two to, years on. Uh, all jokes aside, we even got to snag a pretty cool producer that has a great face yeah well thank you and then we fired him and and replaced him with you (laughs) (laughs) okay just kidding i know so
1: what else is going on philip what's going on in your neck of the woods literally neck of the woods Neck of
2: the woods. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all going pretty good. Uh, the funny thing was, is, is Jim had never went, just like I was saying, I went down to see the folks and he had never been <laughs> on the bayous and stuff like in a long time, in a very long time. Uh-huh. So he, he got a little, I said, we're going on a mystical journey through Pierre Park Belle Belleville <laughs> to get to Morgan City and Patterson.
1: Okay. Oh, Lord. And he yeah. tripped out. Um, Thank it God. wasn't dark, was it? No, no, you never
2: do that road in the dark.
1: Oh, why? It's best done in the dark.
2: What are you trying see. to sleep with the Rugalru?
1: <laughs> why not, oh. Sha well. Yeah, Harry's hot. I mean, I, I mean, I live with Barry, so what do you expect? We I mean, have. What, we what have more can be worse than that? Dora and Frio. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention the cats.
0: Yeah, especially oh. yeah, especially the
1: cats. Mm. So, what other news is going on in the neighborhood this time of year? Well, you do have Christmas under the oaks. Has anyone been yet? No. Ah, I'd like no. to go if I, I come down for the holidays.
0: Well, if you come down, if you come down, you'll be able to will be able to go because it goes on until New Year's Eve.
1: Oh, I thought it goes until January 4th. It might. It might go until January 6th. Yes. Yeah, so you will be able to see it. And you know what that means, guys? For all our listeners out there who love the great city of New Orleans and South Louisiana and everything that's encompassing, Mardi Gras season's just around the corner. Oh, don't Don't forget. Don't forget, Mardi Gras season starts January 6th. Get your king cakes today. Um, that so we get to,
0: to we get to watch Becky Allen sip on her rum and coke outside of Oz
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh heavens uh... <laughs> sorry oh.
0: Becky if you are listening someone told me she does <laughs> well
1: I'm always teasing you know I love you Mm. <laughs> just like tina said what's love got to do with it
0: yes Well she um i wanted to she's come on but i think that
1: <laughs> i think that she's too busy of course but that's okay
0: she's always she's still doing shows even though she's well i'm not gonna say her age don't be <laughs> going there. no we're not going there you don't want <laughs> nobody to mention your age sir Oh no no no! I'm at the point oh, where Paul. I really don't want my age mentioned anymore. And she's ten years older than me, so I can imagine she's been at that
1: point for a while. Okay, Santa, I'm being the truth, I'm being truthful. That's all. That's I know
0: her real age.
1: Y'all, we oh. will be. Po- I will be posting a video, or at least a <sighs> screenshot of this, so you can see how old Barry really is. Oh, uh, why? Because I got a white beard now. You look just like Santa Claus. Look,
2: there's.
0: Was- this- door <laughs> i was i was mistaken for him a couple of years ago when i, I had bleached the beard white for and wore a santa uh, a santa hat while i uber drove and i had I, we went um uh, at home out in nethery and this little kid's looking at me and he runs to his mom and he starts pulling on her, you know pulling on her pants leg and he points to me and there's a person in the window oh it's curtis curtis has just walked in <laughs>
1: Well, hello to Curtis.
0: Curtis has entered the building.
1: Watch hello. that cord there. Don't don't trip on it.
0: Anyway, oh, he just waved off. I oh. think he's going. I think he's going to sit in his room. Okay, y'all got to No, Oh, hat. he nodded when I said that. <laughs> so anyway, answers, uh,
2: Dora. Huh? Y'all need to get an elf hat for Frito Bandito, and y'all need to get a uh, yes. We
0: have it. A- oh, Dora. I'm on uh, Frito Bandito's on my lap right now. It, yes. yes, I have a little doggy on my lap. Anyway, um, what, what, what were we talking about? I lost my train of thought. Santa, you Sa- oh they King, it, okay. the other kid, so he goes he pulls on his little but uh, his mom. Uh, hear him whispered, Mom, is that Santa Claus? Because I was sitting in this chair, yeah. You know, the chair out there at home. And she goes, Well, why don't we go ask him? So they come up to me and she says, My son has a question for you. I said, What? She says, Are you? He says, are you Santa Claus? I said, as a matter of fact, I am, but don't tell anybody I'm here. He says, oh, well, why aren't you in your suit? Why aren't you in your uniform? I said, and it was like around this time, you know, a few days before Christmas. I said, well, it's in the cleaners right now because I'm gonna be needing it in a couple of days when I go out on my sleigh. He says, okay. He says, well, I would ask for your autograph, but I don't want anybody to know I saw you. I said, okay, good. Oh, That was so cute.
1: <laughs> yes, well, there's your uh, little reindeer on your lap right now. Yeah, oh,
0: scratching.
2: Calling him the elf.
0: Yeah, you oh, want to say something elf. to us, Frito? Or reindeer. Frito, you have anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? you always, always barking. Okay, so we're going well, we, we to move on with this show. Yes. So... <laughs>
1: Oh, moving on. <laughs> so what you got? Oh, what have we been watching? Well, let me tell you what I went and saw at one of the crappiest movie theaters in the entire freaking country. Shalmet movies? No, it wasn't Shalmet, <laughs> But it gave Shalmet a run for the money.
0: Oh God. You ever been to that theater? Well, it's closed now, but were you there when it?
1: Oh Yes, back yes. In when I lived there in 99. Oh, well, they had rebuilt it since. Yeah, well, this movie theater had chairs that are about six inches off the ground. Mm. And they're the old stadium seats. Oh, my oh, God. My goodness. Now, I'm a big man, so I need a big chair. Yeah, I'm a big man, too. I, I hear you. The arms did not lift up. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, excuse me. It was one of those where the still got the old concrete floors that are painted and they're sticky and ooh. Anyways, I went and saw Avatar: The Way of Water.
0: Was in Dolby. uh, I saw it in three D. Oh well, that's kind of cool. We saw the old one in three D a few a few months ago.
1: Yes, we did. That's you. Yeah, you were with us. That's right. I, I went and saw it. That was actually the first time I saw Avatar, and that's what made me want to see it again or right. see the sequel. The, what, yeah, the sequel. And I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone. All I have to say is it's a tearjerker at the end.
0: Oh, so was the first one. Yes. Anyway, um, I was watching, did you watch y'all watch Wednesday? On oh, Netflix? I
2: love Wednesday.
0: No. And do you know the did you watch it, Robert? Have you watched it yet? No. OK. I know have that, so much
1: catching up to do what's unreal.
0: Do you know who the head mistress of the school was, Philip? Yes.
2: Gwendolyn Christie, who played Brianna Tarr.
0: Yeah, okay. she played that big old butch woman soldier in Game of Thrones. And then this one, she's all glamorous with a lot of makeup. She and hair all done and everything. She was a model back yes. in the day. Yeah, I know she was a model back in the day. She's she's, she's like six foot two. And uh, she's actually a nice looking woman. She don't look anything like uh, what's the character's name? Brianna. Oh, Brianna
2: Tarth from Game of Thrones. Yeah, She
0: don't look anything like her in in real life. In real life, she's actually very, very uh, stylish and and glamorous. Well,
2: her after Tippy Hedren, they styled her after Tippy Hedren.
0: I know she did look like Tippi Hedren from uh, from the birds. And she was so different from her Game of Thrones character. Was this a big butch soldier? I love the part where they did the, the at the uh prom, they redid the carry thing with the blood. And oh, yeah. he goes, They couldn't, uh, it's pain, it's not even, they couldn't even afford real pig blood. And, <laughs> That's and the head gets blood all over, it, and she's like horrified that her makeup was messed up. <laughs> it was so funny. <clears throat> and what else have we been watching? We've been watching, um. We've been watching the, uh, the the Chippendales. Welcome to the Chippendales. Have you been watching that? No. On um, on Hulu, it's the story of the Chippendale dancers. We got to cover We actually going to cover this case pretty soon. It's uh, this. It's got everything. This has got to be another two parter. It's got it's got sex. It's got betrayal. It's got backstabbing. It's got naked Ooh, men. Yummy and, got, and murder and murder. And murder so anyway that's a that's a pretty good one too uh
1: the movies what have we gone to see i may have to re- y'all really re- haven't seen much this month have y'all well we with saw every- um with everybody's we- illnesses and work schedules no but we saw
0: we, we didn't go last week but we've we've been seeing some stuff i will
1: tell you what. we saw all i do is look at my amc app here <laughs>
0: Yeah, the nearest AMC
1: to where I'm at is over 50 miles away, and I'm not. Uh-uh. Um, oh, and then it's being stupid. I have to put it back on
0: the Wi-Fi.
2: Well, let me make a mention while he's looking for that. I wanted to let people know, I actually re-watch something that I already watched, because the second season is coming out this week on the 22nd, is Alice in Borderlands.
0: Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that on uh, Netflix.
2: I have not watched the first season. Go watch it because they're going to be. You Did you
0: the second? That season. was real thunder.
1: I just heard, wasn't it? Yes. Ooh, but was it there or was it in, uh, Zachary or uh, North? I don't... central Louisiana. Did it just thunder at your house, Philip? Not
2: really. We are raining. We have thunder every now and then.
0: Okay, since we have spoken last, we have seen Black Panther Wakanda forever, which I didn't was not like. It? I hated it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, we saw the menu, which was pretty cool. We saw the Woman King, which I thought I was going to hate, wound up liking. And we saw Strange World last week. Are you eating Sasumas? Mandarin and have, oranges. I have some sasumas. Curdy bought them for me. <laughs> mm. And so yeah, so I, you know, I enjoyed all of those. And and we also been watching them. Um, uh, um, we also were watching a show from Turkey called The Gift. Have you seen that, Philip? No, I think that's the one
2: I wanted to watch, but I
0: haven't. That one, that one's pretty good, and it, it's about uh, parallel time universes. Each season are you know, the same characters in a different parallel universe.
1: Oh, wow. Weren't okay. you watching another show? Uh, uh, you told me about?
0: What were we watch? Sex
1: and drugs. and Oh, no, that's
0: Curtis was watching Elite. Oh. And Curtis binged uh, eight seasons of Big Brother Canada. I thought I was going <laughs> to... I, I, that made me want to pull. It made me want to stick forks in my eyes and pour hot cement in my ears. If I hear my alliance and that's good for my game, and I have to make sure this one stays and eviction and uh, power veto, any
1: of that crap again. The house has voted. I will die.
0: I will hit literally. <laughs> I will literally drop dead right there.
1: Well, hold on. Let me pull that soundbite up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what is so? I
0: don't, I just don't understand what. Can somebody explain to me the appeal of Big Brothers and show, shows like it?
2: I mean, I like it in smaller doses or when it's in real time, but I can't watch it marathon like that's just I can't watch no. it
0: at all. <laughs> I, I, it's just it like, okay, I watched one, see, I watched a couple of seasons with Curtis because when I first started coming around here. And I would be waiting for Lance, and we were all going to go out to Gerald's or IHOP or wherever we went for breakfast. You remember when we used to do that, Philip, late at night? And um, he would uh, he would be having Big Brother on, and it would be, okay, blah, 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 blah. All right, this is kind of interesting. And then I watched one year, and that's when that guy Mickey won, and it was it just seemed so... I mean, first of all, the ones with the both strength and then the best shape are always going to win those stupid little Little, uh, what you call those things, uh, those games, those little challenges. And why do I want to sit around and watch a bunch of barefoot 20 somethings try to stab each other in the back? <laughs> is that pretty much what it is, Philip? You know,
2: <laughs> I prefer Amazing Race personally. If I'm gonna watch, I, I like in the world and you get to see all the cool I think that's kind of fun.
0: I get that, and I, I don't. I don't like RuPaul's Drag Race at all, but I do kind of get it because it can be entertaining. But there's nothing entertaining about Big Brother at all.
2: Oh, oh, you talking about RuPaul? Well, I've been actually watching the Dragulas has been back. Mm. Dragula Titans. They I bring saw the-
0: that it's back. Yeah. And
2: it's 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 bitchy, but it's dark, and I love it.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> I have a dark black soul,
0: but I got to a point where I would put the headphones on, turn on rain on Netflix on, on YouTube or Spotify and just listen to the, you know, the white noise as I, as Curtis was watching all these barefoot people
1: stab each other in the back. Well, you know, it originated from the real world from MTV. Yeah. Yo
0: so, that was also a bunch of barefoot people stabbing each other in the back.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Except they didn't have all this competition crap.
0: Now, some other guys are kind of nice looking. There was one guy who won the seasons of Canada that looked a little bit like Lance's friend Antonio. You ever saw Lance's friend Antonio, Robert? No, I have not. Really, real cute boy. Anyway, uh now. No more big brother for me, I swear. That's one of the reasons why I was thinking about going to your room and reading until I found out that it's a poop palace too.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I will I will uh apply for you to be on Big Brother.
0: I am never going on big, we're gonna take no 60 something year old man. Oh shit, I'm giving my age away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the old bogey.
0: They ain't gonna take no um man that's over 45 on big brother.
1: So you think, you know, I, No, actually, well, I just,
0: think, I think there has been <laughs> anyway. So, all right. What we, what we, where are we going next? What, what, y'all got anything else to talk about before we go to our next segment?
1: No, no, really. What's our next segment?
0: Our next segment is our new segment called the Barry's book report. And this it's week, all you baby this week. I, I I have discovered the library. I've discovered how much fun it is to read. A uh,
1: library's a book. always been there. you have um, just been too lazy to go. I, I, it. No,
0: I rediscovered it because I got interested in other things. And I used to be an avid reader, and I'm and, and, and I'm getting back with it now.
2: Y'all need to realize the library is only a couple of blocks okay. from their house.
0: I know. It's it's two it's blocks.
1: Long two. within walking distance
0: yes it is it's right around the corner right basically how often do you walk there barry never i drive there
1: (laughs) my point exactly
0: no i usually when i go to work it's right on the way to the car wash and i I go in and i don't even go browsing anymore i browse online and and then hold head the books held and i just pick them up as i go in it's really easy now and they also have I also can do uh, e-books and audiobooks too. Okay. And, and we, can, we can get DVDs also. So it's all kinds of, it, it offers a lot of stuff. Yep. Next time these people start talking about how they hate socialism, I'm going to ask them the last time they collected their Social Security check, used their Medicare, and checked the book out at the library. Then let's see what they say about that. Oh, well, that's not socialism. That's American. Okay. Never mind. anyway okay see so for my first book that i am reviewing it's called the butcher and the ran and it's by elena or er- 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 now elena i hope i'm pronouncing the last name right because we have a street called Urquhart, er- and that's how we pronounce it so um well y'all y- y'all probably have heard me talk about elena Urquhart er- before she is one of the hosts of the sh- the, the podcast that pretty much inspired me to start this one morbid and she and her niece slash sister ash ash uh have a style that you could see some of the influences when you listen to our show but to are into to the book the book is set in new orleans because they live in in the massachusetts area but they love new orleans they even know how to say nolens <laughs> <clears throat> and it's set in new orleans and in the louisiana bayou and uh there's a serial killer that's dumping kidnapping women and dumping them in the bayou and it takes the uh, gets the attention of a, a forensics uh psych pathologist named dr wren muller who i strongly suspect elena based on herself since she's a medical examiner and she's one of the best and uh she has all the knowledge of these historical crimes. And this case, it turns out has a personal aspect for it. But I'm not going to tell any more because I don't want to give stories to, uh, the, for uh, spoilers for the book. Uh, book is very well written. The characters are really, really the kind of jump off the page. And um, and I'm not just saying this because I love her podcast. It is really uh it, it it really is a i, I listen to the audio book and I listen in my car when I'm coming home and i would i would roll drive around just so because I didn't want to stop listening. It's like when you can't put down a printed book you know so uh i um I really enjoyed it a lot. The only problem I have is that I don't really like the way it ended, and that's all I'm gonna say about that, but I think she's kind of got a um She she could have a franchise here with this character with uh, Dr. Ren Moeller because she's really enjoyable. The book was great. And I'm gonna give it shudders. You know how we give the movie shudders? I'm gonna give my book shudders too. Now, out of five, I'm gonna give Elena four. I'm gonna give the Bretch and Ren four shudders. And the only reason why you didn't get five is because I had a problem with the ending. Other than but that, you
1: have problems with most book endings. At least I find I do.
0: No, well, um, I just you know it's just something I can't say why because it, it gives too much away. But okay. I do, um, I do hope that Elena keeps writing. She's a wonderful writer. She she I mean, I don't know if it's just because I lived here, live here that I could visualize the settings and everything, but about I don't live
1: settings. How accurate are they? Oh, my God. She's spot on because you I know, can't, she you must find some people that write say about placing their books or stories there in New Orleans and they'll have they'll say on magazine and uh, magazine street. And St. Charles Avenue. Well, we both know, or if you've been to New a, Orleans, you know it. They a, don't connect. They don't. They don't connect. They run parallel, right? So no,
0: no. Actually, she even has a part in it where she mentions the slightly New Yorkish accent, New Orleans accent. <laughs> oh, the the yat. Yeah, accent. She doesn't <laughs> use the term yat, but my accent. She uh, she 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 mentions that uh, not really Southern with with sort of a. I think she said sort of a New York, New Jersey kind of.
1: And, you know, honestly, I did some research on that recently. You know where that comes from? Where's that from the new from the New England nuns who Mm. came down and started teaching at Ursuline in the early 1900s? Well, that is one theory. Another one is the influx
0: of Italian immigrants at the end of the. That because they, they settled in New York first then Chicago, and then they came to New Orleans. And do you know why? Um, why Sicilians came to New Orleans, came to Louisiana? It's because the climate is similar to Sicily and the okay. proximity to seafood, because most Sicilian dishes have are a lot of fish. Like spaghetti and meatballs is a boot Italian dish. And I know if you know this, a lot of Italian-Americans in the New Orleans area adapted their own versions of the Cajun food, Mm -hmm. like like the pasta, jambalaya and things like that. Pasta. Uh, Oh, that's good. That's
1: really good. Yes.
0: Uh, So, uh, yeah. So, okay, I'm giving Elena, I am giving you four shutters and uh, please keep writing. And I recommend this book to anyone because I'm going to tell you, it grabs you. I was reading the book recently and I was a half I was one fourth through and it still hadn't grabbed me. I stopped reading it and started something else. So but anyway, well, we'll be doing another uh book segment every episode. So uh keep it up, all our readers out there. I'll be giving some recommendations recommendations on some of these books. All righty, I think now it's time for our obits, isn't it? I believe it is. Yeah, so we are going to do um we we're recording two episodes today, so we had to save some separate second episode. But anyway, we um, uh, this is we can do. I'm gonna do these in the first episode. We're gonna start with Irene Cara. You remember who? I remember Irene Cara, shoot from the movie Fame. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I of knew course, Philip, do, Philip. I knew <laughs> Philip would <with> know Fame. <laughs> oh, right? Didn't she play Coco? She played Coco. She was the fuck. She was Coco. And then on the TV show, the they, they fame turned to a TV show. I believe she played a teacher in that one in a few episodes. Uh, she, uh, she she hit songs with fame. You know, I'm going to live forever. Obviously, she didn't. And Flashdance, what a feeling. She did a theme from Flashdance.
2: You <laughs> did not just say that.
0: <laughs> she was 63 years. He old. He did. I did say that. And uh, she died at her home in Florida and her publicist, publicist, Julia Moose, Moose, oh, who announced the news on Kara's social media that the cause of death was currently unknown. And she, uh, the family requested um, uh, 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 the, the privacy in their grief. Now, a lot of people think that Irene Cara was African-American. It turns out she wasn't. She was, she was Puerto Rican, Cuban, and Italian. And uh, she grew up in a Bronx neighborhood of New York City. And uh, what the hell is that? Her song. It sounded horrible. Ah, yes that she was also on the, uh, the 70s as a child. She was on The Electric Company, which was a show that was uh, really popular in the 60s. Around the around the time Sesame Street started. And uh, but it was Fame, the 1980 movie and about the, you know, the high school performing arts in New York City and the song Fame that capulated her to fame. She sang the title track that was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song. Um, Her co-star, Laura Dean Koch, remembered Kara as a dynamo who could sing, dance, and act the definition of a triple threat. Irene was a role model for someone I aspired to be. And then, uh, of course, you know, she had the flash dance, a a big uh, Hit with that, and she even had a sitcom at one time called Irene. And uh, it was very, very short lived. It didn't, it didn't last. Always, she always reminded me something to Donna Summer. I don't don't know. She was, but anyway, yeah, she she sang kind of like her too, and she looked a little like her. Um, So anyway, rest in peace, rest in peace, Irene Cara. Okay. Uh, Next, one I'm going to do, we we have two musicians today, but I'm going to sandwich it in with the soap star, John Aniston. Days of Lives. he played Victor Kiriakis, but in real life, he had a much bigger role. You know who he was in real life? He was the father of Jennifer Aniston. He died at 89. Now, um... His best-known role was, uh, was Victor Kiriakis, which he saw in 1985 on Days of Our Lives. And he also, um, but before that, he had been in several different types of, uh, several different soap operas. And one of them, Search for Tomorrow, my mom used to watch. And uh, his, his character was a New Orleans man named Martin Turner. And he spoke with that fake Southern accent that they always have New Orleans people speaking with in the movies which Elena didn't have in her book. Thank you. Uh, and uh, and he was one of the husbands of the heroine played by Mary Stewart, jo- Joanne, Baron, Turner, Tate, whatever, <laughs> she had so many names, just like a soap opera character. She was married a bunch of times. <clears throat> and uh, he was very, very, even though he played the villainous Victor Kiriakis, his character was really, really... Uh, he he was kind of an, uh, one of these villains that was halfway good, that he had some good qualities, but mainly he was a villain. And uh, he, he, he was a very, very good actor. And I um, I'm going to miss him because because uh, Curtis and I were starting to watch days of our lives a little bit. And I know this in the last the, the latest episodes, he was never standing up or walking to everything. He was always sitting in a chair so rest in peace john aniston all right now we got this is the last one for this episode uh this one's uh rock and roll fans are really gonna mourn this one and this is a very very special lady uh christine mcvee of fleetwood mac you know stevie nicks kind of is the queen of Fleetwood Mac, but if you really and truly want to, um, the the, the true real queen of Fleetwood Mac is Christine McPhee. She wrote most of the songs, including some some of Stevie's hits. I think she might have even written a couple of solo hits of Stevie's. Um, she, She passed away peacefully in the hospital on November 30th, 2022, following a short illness, which I kind of suspect may have been COVID. What you guys think?
2: Possibly, but yeah, it could have been even certain cancers go quick. I mean, it was that's, that's, that's her privacy
0: though. Oh, she exactly. was 79 years old, and when you life well lived, yeah, yeah, she was 79 years old. You know, she was a rock star. You know, she lived kind of hard, and it, it, it's really phenomenal for somebody in the rock and roll music industry to live that long. Because, you know, they go they do all the. Bad things that we. That, you know, they kill the rest of us. And uh, she was uh, involved with Mick Fleetwood. And um, and then uh, she had been the lead singer until Stevie Nicks came on and then they kind of shared the leads because she has some hit songs, too from from there she's uh she's got uh everything which is actually being used for a car com. i think it's a Kia commercial now uh she has a uh, say you love me and um which one you know any of the other ones uh can you think of any of the other ones um? dreams no dreams is stevie wait wait, stevie sings it but, See, she, but she, wrote, it? she wrote she wrote dreams yeah say you love me um thanks she oh wrote you a- met you make love and fun yeah she wrote yeah she wrote she wrote dreams and uh stevie wrote with rihanna but she wrote dreams and she was um and the funny thing about it is, is there was a lot of uh dissension in in that group because she was uh she was uh, her marriage to mick fleetwood was breaking Uh, her marriage to um not mick fleetwood what's the uh Her husband was in it with her too, Christine McVee. His name was McVee. I can't remember his last name, his first name. But their marriage was breaking up and Stevie and Lindsay Buckingham's relationship was breaking up and everybody was fighting. But the only two, the the, the relationship that stayed the most consistent and that never had any problems was between Christine and, and Stevie. And we always talk about how women fight with each other in a caddy and everything. But it was the two women that held everything together. So we are going to miss you, Christy. I'm, I'm going to miss your voice, but guess what? You left us a beautiful, absolutely awesome body of work. So rest in peace, baby. All right. So. Um, what time is it? Oh, you uh, know what time it is. What time is it? it- it is horoscope time. It's oh, horoscope no. time. It's horoscope time. Philip is so sublime. It's horoscope time. Okay, it Philip, is. I'm not going to do any more.
2: Well, <laughs> since we got the rain near the elves, we got Barry acting as Santa Claus. Wow, well, <laughs> <appropriate? laughs> the, <horoscopes>. the horoscope. The <laughs> horoscope is the open show of holiday tradition. So whether. It's Your tree, tree, or even your Hanukkah bush. Happy Hanukkah, all my Jewish (laughs) friends. We have each sign bringing something to decorate the tree or the bush.
1: Oh wow,
0: the bush! (laughs) Push, push in the bush. Push, push in the bush. (laughs) Oh Lord Jesus!
2: So what? What is Aries bringing to decorate the tree with? A skeleton key carved from human bone of a plague victim. Oh
0: good. A, a white victim? What kind of victim? A parade victim. Plague, like the black plague. Oh, like the black plague. Okay. I was gonna say one of them people got run over by floats. <laughs> <in the parade.
1: laughs> hey, that Honey, it's not Mardi Gras yet.
0: That you gotta use that in a horoscope of Mardi Gras, getting hit hit by a float.
1: I think I did. I think
0: you oh you, I think you did last year. You remember when they, uh, you know, Grandma got run over by reindeer? Well, some doofus radio disc jockey decided it would be funny to do for Mardi Gras. Grandma got run over by a King Float.
1: How what about Boudreaux got, got ran over by a float?
0: But no, everybody was really horrified because I think that was the year that all those people were getting run over by floats. <laughs> they were. And it's not fun. Somebody getting run over by reindeer is like, ha ha ha. But somebody getting run over by a float is like them getting run over by a truck. So we don't want that to happen.
2: <coughs> well, next we got Taurus.
0: What's Taurus doing?
2: They're going to decorate the tree with a remote-controlled alien spaceship complete with laser beam-sized death ray.
0: Oh, dear. Yeah. That so sounds dreadful.
2: It's basically a child's toy on steroids decorating the tree. Yeah,
0: that's nice. Oh, that's oh, that's Lance decorating the tree. A child's toy right. on steroids.
2: Although he's later on in the list but his Capricorn stuff. That's later <laughs> on. Then we've got Gemini. Uh huh. Gemini is going to be decorating the tree with an actual hand grenade.
0: An actual.
2: Not a hand grenade from the Tropical Isle, but an actual hand grenade bomb
0: oh lord mm. blow it oh. up blow a hand I used to think it was grenade I didn't think it was grenade you know like cow grenade you know?
2: Bre- grenade <laughs> <laughs> we- well I guess you can use a grenade if you're in the brigade but I just I don't know like whatever Mm. <laughs> I'd
0: have a Kev grenade with Cal Burnett's smiling face on it waving, you know, blowing up
2: <laughs> Well next we got you Barry Me Cancer
0: Oh god, why do I have to have this sign that sign that's the same name as a horrible disease?
2: Y'all are deciding you cancers are deciding to decorate the entire tree with mini jars vials and bottles with dead bugs inside
0: dead bugs (laughs) inside of bottles
2: so dead flying cockroaches lightning bugs that like lost their light
0: Uh, you know how how many people will be throwing up all over that tree
1: (laughs) you'll be the first won't you
0: Mm, and you'll be the second
1: (laughs) no I can stomach my shit bitch no Lance would throw up on it. yeah
0: (laughs) talk about Curz would just think it was dinner. (laughs) Well,
2: talking about Curtis and talking about Bob Ray here
0: with
2: us. Oh wow, and talking about fire rests, they decide to decorate the tree with all the matchbooks from every club and bar visited during their very own serial killer spree.
1: Who am I killing?
2: Who did I get to kill? Any. Oh, wait, you, you know,
0: got- that's that's my cusp sign. I get to kill somebody, too. You're
2: going to kill every bitchy little twink you
1: that your heart desires. Ooh, I want to. kill. Do I get kill. to take them all to the swamp and bury them with the alligators. Do whatever you want. Can okay.
0: I can, can I kill big fat bearded gay men?
1: You're not a Leo.
0: I oh. am on the cusp. <laughs> nope. Oh, you trying to
2: pull that cusp shit with me. I'm uh-huh. pulling the cusp
0: shit with you. Yeah. So like you get like
2: one kill moment, you don't actually get a spree then. Okay, so
0: I get to kill a big fat bearded man with a beard. No. Okay. Yes, yes, because you'd like who I would kill. I would. Now you know. Uh Yeah. I would. Bob would. (laughs) Okay. You know who I'm talking about. Oh. (laughs) See. You thought I meant you, didn't you, Bobby boy? Actually, I did. I
2: was thinking he was talking about you, too.
0: I was talking about the artist formerly known as I-Ross.
2: Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) I don't know him.
2: Uh, Artist formerly known as, let's move to Virgo. Virgos are going to dress up the tree with belladonna berry sprigs from the same harvest they used to spike the holiday punch.
0: I want to kill a Virgo too.
2: <laughs> I know.
0: You know the Virgo I want to kill.
2: Uh, it's, it's... <laughs> Mainly just Virgo and Gemini. is trying to Well, there were two
0: Virgos I want to kill,
1: but one of them's already dead, so. Where is all this anger coming from?
2: <laughs> Santa, Santa's got a list, y'all.
0: I'm
1: checking
2: see, it his twice. Naughty
0: list is going to the to the swamp this year. Yeah, spend enough time with Lance and see how many people you want to kill.
2: <laughs> well, let's talk about a positive sign and let's talk about Libra. That was your mama, right? That was my mama. Yeah. Your mama.
0: My your mama. mama. My hey. mama and them.
2: Yeah, your mama and them. Well, your mama wants to decorate the tree with lots of framed victorian
0: post-mortem photos oh god oh she, she used to love to read those detective magazines but well, you think i got the true crime gene gene from i used to look from things that they had crime scene photos in them they were
1: pretty
2: pretty cute little frames and everything and have all in the tree with little have you ever seen those, those photos they're creepy as hell yeah yes with people's eyes open and stuff. Sometimes, sometimes they're closed. Sometimes I see ones with the eyes even open. It's freaky.
0: Oh, I saw the um, I saw the autopsy photos from the Jack the Ripper victims, and they used to back then they used to stand them up, stand the corpse up, and take the photos. Yeah, that's naked,
2: the post mortem photo.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, the, the naked dead women who had just been like disemboweled, standing up. It's weird. Yeah, you know I would cover Jack the Ripper, but it is—it's been covered a lot, and it's really, really, really uh, disturbing. Yes. We're talking Moving about. The start,
2: we've arrived at Scorpio, which is mm-hmm. my fellow Scorpio bitches out there. Guess what? We get to decorate the tree with the creepy Krampus tree topper
0: oh was that a a severed head
2: some of these some of these things you can actually find online
0: (coughs) find a creepy camp Krampus. get me laughing and i want them coughing (coughs) excuse me she got that tickling in the throat
2: while we're talking about creepy uh, online decorations before i get into sagittarius because sagittarius it, it does have one of these There were all these ads on my Facebook for horror ornaments, like Mm. ornaments. Like it's horror (laughs) ornaments, basically. And they had this was one of them they had, but they also had one that made me think of you berry. It was the it was the evil Christmas pickle.
0: Evil (laughs) Christmas pickle. Did they have one of a wood chipper with a dog going in it?
2: no but but it was one that is the sign which is what sagittarius is going to put on <laughs> a dozen three by five <coughs> excuse elves me the bloody axes that are currently out of stock for everyone else
0: ah i see hmm.
2: i didn't really want the elf with the blood the elves the bloody when this ax.
0: is this is you right no that's sagittarius oh this is oh this is jim
2: yeah, they, he wants all those dozen little elf ornaments with the bloody axes.
0: Oh, I have something to say, but I can't say it on the well,
2: Say <laughs> It It <laughs> involves
0: Madame Lore, but anyway. <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speak I your mind.
2: Hold, hold back, Mary. Huh? You never hold back. Why are you holding back?
0: Exactly. Oh, no, because this is some things. A bad taste that you just don't.
2: It would see. get you canceled,
0: huh? You think it would get you canceled? No. Okay, I'm then like, speak your mind. If I haven't been canceled by now, I will, I'm not going to be canceled. Well, just
2: say it then.
0: No. Oh when, come on, this
2: is the horoscope, and you're like, girl. Like, oh. I was gonna say maybe
0: it, maybe maybe the, the, the tree has dead slaves hanging on it. Oh. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, you should have kept that to yourself. Uh-huh. Wow, y'all kept pulling it out of me. Uh no comment. You like things pulled out. Wow, that's
2: even a place I won't go. Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, listeners, I know you've missed me. Oh, Camilla's one of
0: the fans of that. So you know. oh, on the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's
2: move on to Capricorn. Yeah.
0: Let's move on.
2: (laughs) Yeah, let's move on with that note. Uh, Basically, Capricorn, that's Lance. He wants to put a pocket Necronomicon dangling out on a limb front and center.
0: Is it a fat Necronomicon dangling out on a limb front and center?
2: (laughs) He's probably trying to resurrect the big old ghost of Christmas past or something. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. You know, some bullshit like that. He is trying to resurrect
0: something right now his his uh like guardian angel spirit or whatever it is he's got okay. Harry Harry oh. oh fuck
2: you don't resurrect the guardian angel that's just there
0: no but he's got this uh, he's got a protective oh, back. energy energy entity what do you call it an energy what
1: it's Harry that's all I know
0: no, no but he's an energy he's an energy spirit not a spirit is i forget what it is he calls him but that he's been saying somebody took him away from him which i don't think anybody did be honest i
2: I thought barry was an extension of himself that he incorporated back into himself and now he's trying to put harry back outside of himself that's what i thought
0: yeah no i don't think it's time will tell uh, he's blaming uh, some guy that, well, the guy is a, a dork. What, the, what guy is is, the guy is a hemorrhoid with legs because he caused some really big problems with Lance. And,
2: right, he has and me
0: and you, yeah. So, I mean, it's not, it's not, he's not an innocent. He's the one he's, he's blaming for this. Like I said, he is a hemorrhoid with legs.
2: Right, but I still think, I think Lance has become stronger. Than he's him. a
0: garbage person. <laughs>
2: Right. So next we got Aquarius. Well, they want to bring to the tree, they want to bring a Baphomet inverted pentagram tree skirt to literally dress up the tree.
0: Mm, a tree skirt. But Aquarius. A
2: pentagram tree skirt.
0: Oh, stylish. From an evil, from an evil drag queen? That Probably. kind of skirt? hmm. Something that Morrissey might have wore to the prom in in 1956. Yeah. Yeah. It's a complete
2: our our holiday tree here at Open Shutters. Mm -hmm. Last but not least, the Pisces are bringing light-up LED color-changing crystal glass dildos
0: crystal glass dildos oh right up
1: it... your alley barry
0: yeah they come from romeo and juliet probably because we had glass dildos
1: you oh. so literally will be saying
2: angels we have heard on high
1: <laughs> <laughs> they will be hearing it on high won't they <laughs> They make me cough and laugh laugh and cough
0: <laughs> Oh, oh God, I'm st- I'm still sounding like no, actually, I'm sounding like a cross between B. Author Lindsay Lohan and Kathleen Turner.
2: So here, I really do hope y'all have a festive holiday. With everybody. oh, I yes. yeah, I
0: could tell that you hope that. <laughs> Alrighty, so um, that is it for part one of our show. And if you're not scared off now, stick around for part two, where we'll be talking about. A woman that was one time, one time at one time known as the most hated woman in America, and her story has so much going on. Oh wow! I know this story. It, it took only. It, it has to take two parts. Yes, Madeline Murray O'Hare, the head of American Atheist.
1: Yes.
0: So part so one, stay we tuned. Yeah, we're going. We're going to be discussing her her climb to fame. And in the next episode, we're going to be discussing her kidnapping and murder. So st- come back. We will be back in just a little while. Thank you. Okay, Phil, we are back. Bob's taking a little break, but he'll be back. I'll be back time. shortly. He will be back shortly. And uh, uh, this uh, is the case that I've been wanting to do for a while. I've been wanting to cover this for quite some time. It's got like it's it's really got everything. did you see any of the um of the uh TV shows anything about uh, handle in this case?
2: Yes, yes I did yes, did so you I watch
0: did. the Netflix movie? I
2: didn't get to watch that, but I did get to watch the Vanity Fair thing. Well, well that's
0: just as good so anyway uh we we were talking about uh this, this is a woman who was famous for being obnoxious and unpleasant. And uh, she was uh, one time labeled the most hated woman in America, and she was and, and it and 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 that's what she 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 thrived on. She loved being famous for being. Obnoxious and being unpleasant. Her name was Madeline Murray O'Hare. Now she was born Madeline Hayes on April 13th, 1919. And two, um, to her uh, parents were she was the daughter of Lena Christina. Lena Christina, Lena she had her Mother, she had the same name, mother as I did, Lena, and John uh, Irwin Mays. She had another older brother named John Junior, who everyone called Irv. And her father was of Scott Irish authenticity. And the mother was German and um, she was baptized in the Presbyterian Church and her mother was Lutheran. So she started off with, you know, in a Christian type of household. Now, uh, she grew up. She she was she wasn't uh, your typical daughter that you'd be proud of. She was loud. She was big, she was physically unattractive. All these things that in our society are frowned upon and looked down upon. But she didn't care. She was was who she was. And you gotta be, you gotta have to admire that. Don't you think so, Phil? Yeah. Oh, you have to. So in 1941, she married a man named John Henry Roths. He was a steel worker and they separated. And they both enlisted in World War II. He was in the the Marine Corps and she was in the Women's Army Corps. She was a WAC. And in April of 1945, while she was posted in Italy, she began a relationship with a man named William J. Murray Jr. And he was married and he was Roman Catholic. And she got pregnant and he refused to divorce his wife, but she still took his name. She started calling herself Madeline Murray, and she gave uh, she gave birth to her son after she came back to Ohio. Uh, he named him William J. Murray III, nicknamed Bill. So, um, because of the fact that the man she loved couldn't marry her because he was Catholic, and she developed this really like toxic sort of. Uh, negative attitude towards religion. And um, in 1949, she completed she graduated from a- um, Ashland University and earned a degree from South Texas College of Law. But she didn't pass the bar exam, so she never actually became a lawyer. And then she um, she moved in with Bill, who she wasn't married to, and then uh, gave birth to a second son, John Goth Murray. But he was he wasn't fathered by Bill. He was fathered by a guy named Michael Fiorlio. I guess that's how you pronounce it. So. um, She was very much. She was a socialist. She had sympathies towards the Soviet Union. She when she was she, she when she was still a child, she began hosting socialist Labor Party meetings. When 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 William was still a child, when Bill was still a child. She began hosting socialist label holiday meetings and has he, and had her child attend. And uh, she said she learned the truth about capitalism. That's funny. She's so anti-capitalist. Well, you, this is this will surprise you later. Uh, she also uh, he also uh, William also claimed that his mom tried to def- she tried to defect to the Soviet Union, and she couldn't. She you know they they didn't. You hear me okay? Huh? I sound all right.
2: I do now. I, I went
0: out for a second, but it's OK. I know when I go out, just, yeah. just come back. So. Uh, she, uh, she 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 was very anti-capitalist. She tried to uh, to defect to the Soviet Union and. She tried once in Paris in 1959 and then again. and no, in Washington, D.C. in 1959 and then again in Paris. And she traveled there for the express purpose in 1960. But the Soviets denied her entry. You see, the Soviets didn't even want her. (laughs) That's terrible, isn't it? (coughs) (laughs) So uh, she came back. Uh, She went to live with her mother and father in Baltimore. And she. uh, She used to accompany take William to school. And one day he came home and told her that they were forced to pray before class. But she didn't like that. She didn't want her son praying. She was an atheist. She didn't believe, she she didn't believe in God at all. And she didn't feel as though people should be forced to participate in any type of religious rituals. And I can't say that I disagree with her on that. How do you feel about that? I agree with her. Yeah. So uh, she sued uh, the uh, the uh, Woodburn uh, Junior High, and um, she was really unhappy to see the students after having to recite the Pledge of Allegiance, and especially the line in the Pledge of Allegiance "One Nation Under God." And so she um, she sued the school system, brought it all the way to the Supreme Court. And uh, this caused a lot of hostility in Baltimore because <clears throat> Baltimore is a very Catholic city, just like New Orleans. <laughs> and they uh, they really uh, did not like the idea of her trying to get rid of the, the mandatory prayer, but she used her son William as a plaintiff, and she said that the practices of mandatory prayer and required reading of the Bible were unconstitutional. And the supreme court upheld her her ruling in 1963 prayer was prayer was barred from public schools and so then she she moved she, she uh left maryland after that because of people in she was getting death threats and every type of thing because of of her views in uh she moved to honolulu hawaii and she allegedly had assaulted five Baltimore Police Department officers who tried to retrieve her son's girlfriend, Susan, from the house. And she had been a minor and ran away from home. And then Susan gave birth to, to uh, Bill's daughter, who they named Robin. Now, uh, in 1965, she married the U.S. Marine named Richard O'Hare, changed her surname to Madeline Marie O'Hare. And uh, he belonged to a he was belonged to the communist group in Detroit during the 40s. And during the investigations of the 50s, he gave more than 100 names to the FBI and later was uh, investigated for falsely claiming to be an FBI agent. And their relationship has been described as textbook codependence, whatever that means separate was separately, uh, they they separated, but they remained legally married until he died in 1978. <coughs> now her son decided to, but he got he got rebellious. You know, kids always get rebellious. If you're raised in a very, very strict religious house, they will rebel, they will become hippies, they will become. They will become uh, atheist or whatever. They'll, they'll, they will they they rebel if you're too strict with them. She was strict in every other way. She didn't want she, she she didn't allow him to have any religious affiliation. And in 1980, he broke off with her, became a born again Christian and became a Baptist minister. What do you think of that? Oh. No. So anyway, uh, Madeline kept up her she 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 started getting kind of famous or maybe infamous. And she kept on going, you know, you know going around the country, talking about the the, the you know, the, the, the prayer in the public schools and freedom of religion and all these other things. And um, she founded what they call the American Atheists organization. And um, she, um, where are we? where am I now? She she filed a number of lawsuits, you know, and uh, include with NASA because of the the Genesis reading in NASA. You know, how they read the Bible, and that case was rejected by the Supreme Court. And um, she started coming on television a lot. She had an interview with Playboy where she described herself as a militant feminist. Now, people were starting to one of the things you saw her, right?
2: Yeah, when she was on Johnny Carson,
0: you saw her on Johnny Carson and you saw all you but you saw the documentary. She was she was very unattractive in in the conventional sense. And she was kind of she wasn't a very nice person. So that, that's going to make her unlikable. But she used that. She enjoyed that. She, she fed off of that. Because it got her this fame. So in 1970, she started. Uh, she, she went on Phil Downey, it was I think it was one of his first shows. And she did a debate with Bob Harrington. You remember about. You, you, you've heard of Bob Harrington, haven't you? The chapel in Bourbon Street. Yeah. And... They start debating about you know him saying about God and about how she's gonna one day find redemption and how she's saying she don't want redemption and she knows there is no God, and they actually were having getting very um, it was it was really popular and filled Don- out it was like the high one of the highest rating episodes of Phil Donahue's brand new show and it actually you know. It brought in the, the the era of the talk show with the audience yep. participation and um, and the you know the controversial subjects, which kind of started with David Susskind, who also had her on, and um, Like mm, Taking a little sip of green tea here. She uh, so Bob Harrington and um she also used to accept donations for people for the american atheists just like a church she was like an anti-televangelist and she became very wealthy which is weird that she was talking about how evil capitalism was when actually she was a capitalist and bob harrington when they won't you know during the commercial break he tells her you know what madeline you and i could go on the road with this and make a fortune And what
2: do you think she said?
0: She said, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So they did. They went around to all different cities, including New Orleans, and every show sold out. And both of them became rich from that. They also became good friends. Which is really odd. That's an odd couple, isn't it?
2: It's a it's a strange symbiotic relationship with
0: what it was. <laughs> so she was uh estranged from her her son Bill, and she decided that she didn't want her granddaughter Robin, uh, growing up in the Christian household. So she she gained custody of Robin and then adopted her and raised her. And then her her second uh her her younger son. They ran the American Atheist, which was an organization that had a newsletter and they would accept donations. And though her hairs were known for skimming, she was known for skimming a little off the top for herself. So, what was the article? There was one article where they named her, I think it was Time Magazine, named her the most hated woman in America it was time and um it's funny even though you know her her views were rather leftist but she was a holocaust denier so she says uh she says about the holocaust the good news for the jews is that they did not lose as many of the clans as they had thought they lost Central Europe was substantially clear to Jews, but that was primary through immigration. The high death rate from starvation in the camps during the last month was due to the war, to, the last months of the war was due to largely allied extermination policies. Perhaps that's why the United States continues to send Israel $6 billion a year as a gift. So she founded um, American Atheists in 1963, and it identifies as a nationwide movement which defends the civil rights of non-believers, the works for the separation of church and state, and addresses the First Amendment pu- uh, public policy. And she sh- served as the group's first chief ex- CEO, chief executive uh, CEO, chief executive officer and president until 1986. And she was a public voice of atheism in the United States during the sixties and seventies. Although her youngest son, uh, Garth Murray succeeded her as officially as president, she remained one of the most, the one with the most power. And she said in a 1965 interview with Playboy that she described religion as a church and the irrational reliance on superstitions and supernatural nonsense. In the same Playboy interview, she described numerous al- uh, a- alleged incidents of harassment, intimidation, and death threats against her and her family. And she read several letters claimed to have been received, that included one that read revering for the conversion of Paul or Apostles. May Jesus, who <laughs> you vigorously deny change you into Paul. She was talking about Paul at the end of the road of Damascus, which is some biblical thing I'm not sure.
1: Damascus. It's
0: Damascus, yes. yeah Oh I love this I love this quote. She said, isn't that lovely? Christine Jorgensen had to go to Sweden for an operation, but they'll fix, fix uh, but I, they, they'll fix with faith painlessly and for nothing and she said she left Baltimore because of the persecutions so uh she also founded that she had an atheist radio program in which she she criticized religion and uh, theology and she also had a television show called American Atheist Forum which was actually carried on more than 140 cable stations which is pretty um amazing and um she was arrested for disorderly contact, conduct in Austin, where she eventually moved to Austin, Texas. Uh, she continued to be a polarizing figure into the 80s. And she, she, she served as chief speechwriter for Larry Flint's 1984 presidential campaign. And she was regularly invited to appear on talk shows as a guest. Her second son, Garth Murray, officially succeeded as president of American Atheist. But she was said to retain most of the power. And as, as we did other that, right? Wikipedia likes to repeat things, don't they? <clears throat> and we also know that her son, William uh, J. Murray, became a Christian in 1980 and later a Baptist minister. And he published a memoir about his spiritual journey. And um, she said one could call this post-daisal abortion on the part of a mother, I guess. I repute him entirely and completely for now and all times. He is beyond forgiveness. So um, in 1988, she produced several issues of Truth Seeker under the masthead part of an attempt to take over the publication, but the courts ruled against her ownership. And in the 90s, American Atheists consisted of O'Hare, a son, John Garth Montgomery, Robin Murray O'Hare, and a handful of support personnel. William J. Murray was estranged from his mother, brother, and daughter, and they had not met and spoken for several years. Uh, the trio lived in O'Hare's large home and worked in the same office, and shared vacations. So uh, there, there's some court cases here that that she was involved in. Okay. Um, we are now going to go to, we're getting close to the end of this segment. Our first uh, section was so long, we, this one's not going to be quite as long. And so um, on August, now we're we up to August 27th, 1995. Uh, Madeline and her son, uh, John Garth, her granddaughter, Margaret, disappeared from their home and office. A typewritten note was attached to the locked door of American Atheist saying the Murray o'hare family has been called out of town on an emergency. We do not know how long we will be gone at the time of the writing this memo. And the police went to her house and it looked as if they left suddenly. It was like you know, the breakfast or dinner, the meal was half-eaten on the table. But she was Madeline Mario O'Hare. They didn't like her. So they weren't going to do a whole lot about it. And they so they found out that $600,000 had been missing from the, from the American Atheist Treasury. So they figured they were grifting her. So we are going to end this right here. Because the next episode, we're going to talk about what really happened to Madeline, Robin, and Garth. Okay. So Okay, so anyway, um, Phillip, uh, any, any thoughts? I think I think she was
2: born way ahead of her to, of the time she would have been okay. like nowadays. But then again, I say that I don't know if she would have been as famous or has made as much money were she to have been
0: born later.
1: Well, there I were many she would have had I'm sorry, Barry, go
0: ahead. they would had there were many there, today there are many like-minded people So yeah. the atheist thing wouldn't bother us so much, but the fact that she was unattractive, the fact that she was obnoxious, she had a loud mouth. she wasn't very nice. she was insulting to people and everything. I don't think she would have been as famous today as she was in her day.
2: Probably not, but but it, it, it makes it ever. Maybe she's the person that did push the needle for forward for other atheists and other people of other faiths. I mean, now, me being someone who deals in pagan, uh, so called like pagan occult faiths and things of that nature and metaphysics. I mean, we, we owe her a lot because were it not for her to challenge and keep things, you know, equal, yes, equitable. I mean, she may not agree that we believe in something, but she at least her fight is still sort of our fight.
0: But but she would have been she would have been uh, obnoxious about our beliefs, too. Because she was total atheist, like no, no supernatural thing. She was nothing spiritual.
2: I think she would have had she would have had a heart and a plight for the people that are minority faiths, you know? Yeah. Like, I think, like, nowadays, if she was still around, I think she would stand up for when uh there you know, Muslims being uh, put down by Christians in America or with what's happening at the synagogues. I think she probably might have, even though she had the issue where she denies the Holocaust, I think she might have still stood up for people and i know for one thing she would have stood up definitely for what's going on right now with the lgbt community where they're trying to cancel uh drag shows and drag queen readings and all this yeah, stuff. yeah. but if she would have stopped that from uh stopped those christians from-
0: yeah 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 that would uh but then again you know um also uh i was gonna okay. say that
1: it she almost reminds me of the issues that anita bryant had with our community back in the 70s and the 80s
0: yeah and but the opposite
1: yeah what i what i'm going at is if she would have like philip was saying if she would have been a generation or two behind like just if anita bryant would have came a generation or two later she wouldn't have had a pulpit to stand on really the soapbox wouldn't have been there because as culture advances and as society progresses, we learn to accept things that prior generations wouldn't. Yes. So, I mean, I, I was just agreeing with what Philip was saying.
0: Well, you know, also, uh, it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned Anita Brian because uh, both women were named most hated women in America at different times in history.
1: Yes, they were, you
0: know, so, um, anyway, uh, but Anita Bryant wasn't obnoxious like Madeline Mario here was she was she was a pretty little beauty queen, you know, yeah, so,
1: but their messages were hateful, both yes. of them, yeah,
0: yes, so anyway, uh we 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 stopping right here because in our next episode in part two. It's a, that one's a lot more, um, you know, that we couldn't do all this in one episode. It would be a mini series. So, um, so <laughs> what, what we're doing is, is, uh, we stop into that, uh, what, you know, where the O'Hares are missing and we're going to pick it up back there on the next episode. So Philip, any final thoughts before we go? Uh, Oh, that's what I wanted to mention. You didn't see the jo- Johnny Carson interview. Uh, Bob, but uh, Philip did. Yes. And the funny part about it is, is that's the most all, everything I've always seen about her. She's screaming at somebody. She's being nasty and sarcastic. But when she was on not Johnny Carson, she was very respectful and just <laughs> said what he, she felt. And, he and, tre- and
2: respect too, that's uh, why. he treated her with respect.
0: He treated her with respect and dignity. And he's the only person who I ever saw interview her and that's the funny thing about Johnny Carson is some people talk about how how hateful he was, but I've seen him have Jane Fonda on and he was very, very respectful to her. I've seen him have um, he's had different these different people. He had um, uh, you know, Madeline Murray O'Hare on. He's had all these different people and he's always, well, you know, you did what you thought was right. That's the attitude he'd take, even if he didn't agree with what they did. Yeah. He would say they did what they thought was right. Yeah. And uh, that's what I have to say about Madeline in a way. I don't like her. I got to be honest. I don't like her at all. (laughs) She she is really so totally rubbed. She reminds me so much of a woman I know who was a friend of one of Jennifer's friends. Only she wasn't an atheist, but she had the same kind of personality. She was loud. She was obnoxious. She was she was unpleasant. And that, uh, I just don't like her. I just, I, I, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I couldn't, I, I if I had to speak to her, I couldn't speak to her for a long time because I really and truly do not like her.
2: Oh, I but do I, agree with that. I couldn't sit down with her for, no. Oh,
0: was, no, no, she, she was obnoxious. So anyway, this is where we're ending. And uh, these
1: are, we, we gave our little final thoughts. So and then the next, what, huh? I just wanted to say, everybody, that's listening this coming week. Be safe out there. There's a really bad storm coming. Yeah, with the whole, weather. the whole country, even out here in the deep south where we are, is, is
0: there's freeze warnings in effect for New Orleans of all even, places. There's even <laughs> even there's even a chance of snow over the Christmas weekend. So, mm-hmm. anyway, oh,
1: <laughs> Of course, just my love. I hate <laughs> snow. I hate snow. <laughs> and all our northern listeners are going to be like. Why it's so easy. Well, when you're a southerner, when you're a flatlander,
0: no and you don't know how
1: to drive in mountains. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, Bob. It's
0: it's um it, when it snows here, it's like a movie.
1: It of snows, course, especially when it. you're looking and looking at the streetcar going down St. Charles Avenue with the Christmas reef on it, yeah. all that green and just the snowflakes falling. And you go and
0: you play in the snow and then it melts the next day and the credits roll up and it's like a movie. That's all. Yeah,
1: it melts the next day and it's 90 degrees the day after. Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) By the way, until
1: uh, next time
0: we see you. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays and enjoy the view from the open shutters, which has Holly hanging on them this week. Mm, But don't fall out
2: the lit up window.
0: (laughs) Or kiss Barry under the mistletoe. And we don't have anybody that uh, exception to fall out the window because uh, we, we don't want to tell the victim of our story to fall out the window. <laughs> Poor baby's already falling out the window. All righty. Next week, we, we, we will be uh, talking about what happened to the Madeline Murray O'Hare, uh, uh family. All right. You guys have a good one and see you next time. Bye. Bye bank.